BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Morency. We've got another goal here on Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks. Buffalo scored right after the little dust up in front of the Kings net. It's 5-2 right now. Game goes over. 5-2. Three minutes uh, left in this contest. So we're just talking about baseball. And so earlier we were talking about the shift and stuff. And as you stated, George, they're making it easier, right? That's sort of the gist of it. But it's freaking ridiculous. What are you making it easier for Mike Trout for? Otani doesn't need to be easier. Like, they, they're they doing just fine. And the thing that's really angering about this, they say, well, singles are down. This is where I blame the players. Like, they're all the blame. Like, you can blame the owners for their – they just don't care about, like, the game. Manfred doesn't care about baseball. The guy's like a, uh, he's an arbitrary attorney expert. Like he's a litigation specialist. Like he's an Ivy League litigation attorney. And he's running baseball. He called the, you know, we know he called the World Series trophy a piece of tin before. <laughs> he said, well, it's just a piece of tin, right? <laughs> like a piece of metal. <laughs> so, like, um, you know, they don't care. Like, there's no, no, how many of these owners really love the game? Oh, no, no, you can't mess with the fabric of the game. For them, it's just, well, it's going to be less money for us, and you know what I mean? Okay, and uh, or more money, and it's just, that's that's all. But as far as the players are concerned, the number one, the fact that the competition committee of the players agreed to any of this crap is a disgrace. And like Mookie Betts, I saw Mookie Betts in an interview, and he goes, somebody asked him, like, well, why don't you do anything about it? He basically said, I'm one player. He said, I have one vote. Uh, and he goes, I vote on this stuff. I always vote against it. You know, I get overruled. And it's ridiculous. But the thing that really gets me, George, is when they say so. And, and what's the biggest problem with baseball? And you and I love baseball. I don't think there's that many problems with it, really. It's fine. It evolves. The game changes. You live with it. Right? But the biggest thing is there's no contact plays anymore. Right? There's there's It's either a strikeout or a home run now. That's the fault of the players, George, not the rules. It's point blank. They could hit singles if they want. They don't want to because they make money from home runs. And they've learned and they've realized this. It doesn't matter if they hit 240 and they hit 38 home runs. They'll get paid. I had a player tell me this, point blank. I was doing Expos games. That was the post-game show. So I had Brad Wilkerson. 
I said, dude, you used to hit the doubles all the time. You're always swinging for the fences now. He goes, my agent told me, you know, last year I hit 20. He goes, this year if I hit 30, I'll make this. And basically, launch angle, George. They don't want to hit singles. We can change every damn rule in the world. It'll be the same freaking thing, George. Uh, I can't argue that. I mean, you're right about everything you said there. What was the big thing when you and I were growing up, uh, Gabe, in the 70s? Right, strikeouts was a, ooh, you struck out, you know, 100 times? Ooh, that's bad. Strikeouts were bad. And now nobody cares. All right, uh, what you said, the three true outcomes, strikeout, walk, home run. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, those numbers are astronomical now as far as what we get. Uh, you're right about pay, uh, players being paid. You know, chicks dig the long ball and all that. You know, but that's what everybody gets paid for. One of those highlights you're showing on SportsCenter at night, you're showing the home runs. You're showing the home runs. And if you don't hit those home we runs, they really throw stop. at you in the arbitration hearings. Right? Well, you didn't hit many home runs here. You didn't drive in many runs. That sort of thing. It's all they care about. Exactly. Long, which is where launch angle came in. You've talked that. about it. With the Teixeira stuff. Remember we talked about it with Mark Teixeira? Oh, that's, that still bothers me to this day. Yeah, when they said, oh, if the bases are loaded or the shift, and he said, ah, they don't pay me to do that, right? The late night anger match for classes is Portridge. I am Maranci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, and people to bust them and everybody else in between. George Kurtz came with us just for a couple more moments. Chris Monter is going to step up and in and uh, join us. Show's flying by. We're getting worked up about this baseball stuff. And imagine bringing your kid to a game and then trying to explain baseball to him now. Telling little Timmy, Daddy, what does this pitch clock mean? I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, the ship behind like, second base. By the way, are they going to have know, lines dude. behind second base? Yeah, like now, like seriously, are they? You can't, you can't go behind the behind this line before the pitch is thrown. You're gonna yeah, have, to, gonna have right? like, like, like the, the coach's the box. Yeah, there's gonna be a line. <laughs> you got to stay on the side. That's awful. I don't, dude. That, I don't even know George the, anymore. The quote from Mark Teixeira you were talking about, by the way, is uh, when someone asked him, "Why don't you just hit the ball the other way?" And he's like, "Well, they don't. The Yankees don't pay me to hit the ball the other way. No, the Yankees pay you to win games." All right, I don't, we don't care. The fans, the Yankees don't care if you have 40 home runs. That's great. But then there are, t- don't get me wrong. There are yeah, but the GMs go along with it, George. They don't push it. Because I think you already said they, they don't push it. You don't want to upset anybody anymore. It, just, it was ridiculous to me what his quote was saying. You know, there are times to go for the home run, no doubt in my mind. You're down by a run, seventh inning, eighth inning above, and two outs, nobody on base. Yeah, swing for the fences. All right, fine. I don't have an issue with it. But in that same situation, but you're leading off. Get on base. Just get on base. Start a rally here. You know, that, that's what bothers me. That's where I think his thinking was all wrong. Well, you can lay down a bunt down a third base line and get a double for crying out loud. There's nobody there. So that's just what always bothered me. When he, especially when someone like Teixeira would admit he wouldn't even try. Would not even bother trying. Like I said, there could be nobody on the left side. He was, wasn't even going to bother trying. George Kurtz kicking with us. Fortunately, the uh, World Baseball Classic will not have any of these ridiculously stupid rules. All right, uh, George, quickly on the way out uh, here, which lineup is better, USA or the Dominican Republic? Catcher, Real Mudo or Sanchez? Goldschmidt, Guerrero, McNeil, Marte, Arenado, Machado. Countdown is on. Start prepping, George. World Baseball Classic starts in three weeks from today. 21 days, two weeks of elite all-star world caliber baseball. Chris Monter joins us next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, you tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Hey, now, now speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Ranch. I am Gable Ramsey. The Super Bowl is done, but the countdown to March Madness is on. We're like a month away right now, like 28 days away. XFL football kicks off on Saturday. XFL is back. The MLS is back two Saturdays uh, from now. We're a couple of months away from the playoffs and the NFL draft. The sports cycle continues. We're fired up for the World Baseball Classic. We were just talking about the new Major League Baseball rules, and there's a long list of them. It's like reading the fine print of a fridge or something like this uh, right now. It's annoying. But let's talk some college basketball right now. Chris Monter, collegebasketballnews.com, steps up and in to join us. Chris, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. How you doing, Chris? Great to be back with you. How you doing tonight? Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, for joining us. So let's uh, step onto the hardwood. Um, let's start off, actually, in, in Chapel Hill uh, with the North Carolina Tar Heels. This is a pretty big game for them. Every time we think the Tar Heels are going to sort of start to get on track or turn the corner and dial it up a notch now that we're getting, you know, to the end of the season here, they just don't do it. And tonight's a classic example of this. They're coming off the big win against Clemson. Not that Clemson's the toughest team, but I'm saying, you know, the big 20-point win. You're taking on a Hurricanes team. You're on your home floor. And you let it get away from you. Miami win 80-72. What's your, what's your take on this game tonight? And what's happening with the Tar Heels? Yeah, right. A very disappointing season for them right now. They returned four starters from last year's team that made it to the Final Four. A lot of high expectations for the team. They got a couple good recruiting classes already for the 2023 and 2024 class coming in. But they were expected to be much better than this. And it's one of those interesting games when you looked at the line beforehand. Miami was actually a five-and-a-half-point underdog, even though they're ranked 15th. North Carolina, of course, not ranked. And sometimes you look at those numbers, you always wonder, and it usually favors the home team. But that it didn't in this case. And obviously Miami getting a big win, winning by eight, 80 to 72, a game that also stayed under if you're an under fan as well. But, uh, you know, Miller and Pack, I thought had great games. Miller, Jordan Miller had 24 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Pack had 23 points, the Kansas State transfer. And you're right, a very disappointing season for the Tar Heel fans. And if you're a North Carolina area fan, you got North Carolina Duke, two, you know, 
traditional powers, two teams that were in the Final Four, both kind of struggling right now. And six of the top 15 teams and 10 of the top 25 teams uh, lost over the weekend. It's sort of a nowhere's land. Not, you know, North Carolina are trying to get on track now, but, you know, for a team like Purdue, okay, they're losing a couple of games now, and, you know, all these top, top 15 teams lose, the top 25 teams lose. It's a long season. It's a grind. They're not professionals. They're kids. And, you know, they got the conference tournament around the corner, and we all know that it's really just about the – the the real tournament so where i'm going with this is i'm not surprised there's been some upsets right now it's hard for these top tier teams to be focused every night all the way through the season and i think they might be it's sort of the they're in that tunnel before the end of the season now would you agree with that and i think we'll see more upsets yeah definitely i mean again we look at this year we see a new number one team again this week with alabama uh, Purdue dropping down to three. Uh, you had Texas, number six in the country. They lost tonight. So, obviously, I think this is a year where we're going to see a lot of upsets in the NCAA tournament. There isn't really a great, great team. A lot of very good teams that are definitely capable of winning six games when we get to the NCAA tournament. But, you know, if you were going to take four teams you wanted to, you thought could win the tournament, I'd probably actually rather take the field because I just think this is such a wide-open year. Yeah, and this Texas game had trap written all over it tonight, didn't it? They were like four, four-and-a-half-point favorites. It seemed good, too good to be true. Texas Tech had been reeling. And as you stated, too, you know what it was, actually? So it's not just the unranked teams against the ranked teams when, you know, they're at home. But, Chris, I seen, you know, we've seen this year a lot where the – if the unranked team is at home and they're favored against the ranked team and people are like, oh, this is crazy. The unranked team is one, like, you know, like 70% of the time. And, you know, another trap game here tonight. But what was your take on this one? This one got me. Uh, they, they both got me, actually. I thought the Tar Heels were going to win. I wasn't sure they were going to cover, but I thought they were going to win a game. And I thought Texas would win and cover tonight, but they trailed all night. They could just never get on track. Yeah, and Texas Tech's been a kind of up-and-down team. They got blown out earlier this month against Baylor, lost a tough one to Oklahoma State, but did beat Kansas State over the weekend on Saturday. So they knocked out two teams in the top 12. Kansas State was 12, and, of course, Texas was number six. So some big wins for them, but you're right. Uh, unpredictable game, and it just shows you you know, how balanced that conference is. The Big 12, I think, arguably is the best conference in college basketball this year, at least the most consistent conference in terms of you know, a lot of very, very talented teams. Uh, obviously, yes, the teams, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, all think that they can make a long run along with Texas. But again, you know, like you said, road, road, road teams, and obviously if you're Texas Tech, you're always going to be kind of the second team in the state. We saw that earlier with Kansas State knocking off Kansas at Kansas State. And again, Texas Tech, you know, kind of looks at Texas as the darling of the state. You know, they have their own network, et cetera. And those are games that those teams really get fired up for. What do you make of Purdue? It's, I don't, you know, it's funny to me. It's amazing that people like to bury Purdue or like, you know, the second they don't play well or like they lose, they don't even play if they don't win, they don't blow people out. Oh, I see you there. I told you they're not as good. They're not as good as, you know, as, as everybody says they are. I'm not going to go that far. But one thing that, you know, one thing that they have uh, a recent development, they've been turning the ball over a lot in their last couple of games, which is, you know, those are the type of bad little habits you don't want to get. But what's your take on Purdue? 
And I'm sure you see the same thing where people people like to kick Matt Painter, right? As soon as he loses, oh, he's overrated. They're not as good as people think they are and all that other stuff. What are you making of the Boilermakers? Well, I still think they're a very good team. And you got probably the player who will win the college player of the year award is Zach Eating, the 7-4 big man from Canada. But again, you know, guard play is going to be really important for Purdue, especially when you get to the NCAA tournament. They have a lot of young players in the backcourt, two freshmen. You know, can they withstand the pressure? And Northwestern, you know, maybe doesn't look like a, 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 a you know a great loss for Purdue, but Northwestern actually, I think, will make the tournament this year no matter what, and that win definitely helps their case. But this is a you know a very good Northwestern team that's shown at times they beat Wisconsin uh, just a few weeks ago, although Wisconsin's reeling a little bit in Big Ten country. But I think you know Northwestern's a very good team. But I still think Purdue. You're right, uh, Matt Painter needs to get over that hump. He's never been able to get that team to the Final Four despite having some great talent, great teams. But again, I think the key is going to be the backcourt play. If they can get consistency, not make mistakes, not turn the ball over, again, with the inside play of Edie, some good outside shooters, you know, I think they can make a deep, uh, strong run in the tournament. But you're right, a disappointing loss for them to lose, especially after being number one, losing to Indiana, still keeping that number one ranking, and then losing a game to Northwestern on the road. And now the new number one, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and we're not talking about football. Right, so the Alabama Crimson Tide now ranked uh, number one. This is a dangerous basketball uh, team. How 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 much do you believe in this team to be legitimate national championship contenders, which would just like shake the basketball world and the sports landscape up if Alabama wins a national championship in basketball? Yeah, I mean, they're a very talented team, and I think uh, Coach Oates has got a terrific job there. You might remember him, of course, from Buffalo when they made that strong run in the NCAA tournament that got him this job. And, again, they have one of the best freshmen in the country, Brandon Miller. We talked about before I helped pick the players for the Wooden Award. He's on the final 20 ballot. He'll, he'll make my top 15 vote next week when that's due next Wednesday. He's got a very consistent team. Besides those two, they only have, they only have two double-figure scores, but have uh, several players adding uh, 10 players that score at least five points a game. Well, they get the Tennessee Volunteers on Wednesday. More with Chris on the other side. We'll get his thoughts on the big games of the week that are coming up uh, this week. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Series XM Channel 159. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
This is Sports Ranch. I am Ramsey. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust them, and everybody else in between. Baylor beats West Virginia 79-67. We're talking college basketball right now with Chris Monter. College basketball news. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Fort Worth. Let's take a look at some of the big games of the week and start off uh, tomorrow night, uh, Chris, with the 19th-ranked Creighton Blue Jays and the 21th-ranked Providence Friars. The Big East has been a fun conference uh, this year. A lot of high hopes for Creighton coming into the year. A lot of the college basketball experts and hipsters like this Creighton team as a potential Final Four dark horse. And they kind of, you know, they underachieved. They stumbled out of the gate. But starting to get on track right now, 8-2 and two in their last 10, 17-8 on the season, going to Providence where the Friars are 13-0 and on their home court. Chris, what do you think of this game? Yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, you're right. Creighton playing extremely well after a slow start, as you mentioned. Had some injuries early on. Have actually won their last eight games. So this will be a very good game. Providence, you know, a team that maybe doesn't get the national public they should, uh, but a very good team. Ed Cooley's got a terrific job with that program. So I think that should be a, an outstanding game. Really close game, competitive game. Two, two of the best teams in the Big East. And the Big East is another one of those conferences that maybe doesn't get the national love it deserves when you look at Marquette ranked number 11 in the country and then, of course, Creighton and, and Providence ranked in the top 20 as well. What do you think of the Kansas Jayhawk and the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboy game tomorrow night in Stillwater? Yeah, Stillwater is a tough place to play. You know, Kansas, you know, ranked number five in the country, 20 and five right now, playing extremely well. But, you know, they've been a little inconsistent at times throughout the year. But Jalen Wilson, uh, like I said, I vote for the Wooden Award. He's probably been, you know, right there along with Zach Eady having an outstanding season, probably will be number two on my ballot. But uh, I think Kansas wins that one. But again, Oklahoma State, a very tough team, especially at home. The Michigan Wolverines have at times in the past had, I don't know, if you look at some of the runs that they've had in the Big Ten tournament, they haven't had their best teams and they go on a run. They're sort of one of these teams that can turn, turn, flick this switch late in the season. And they were on a nice little three-game win streak, beating Northwestern, Ohio State, and Nebraska. They couldn't pull off the fourth one in a row. They lose by one to Indiana. But Michigan have been playing better basketball. What's your thoughts on the Michigan-Wisconsin game? Yeah, I mean, they have some winnable games down the stretch. Obviously, their record isn't what they want to be. 14-11, but they played Wisconsin. They played Michigan State, Rutgers, and then Wisconsin again. So those are games that are winnable. You want to get, you know, obviously, if you could somehow run the table, it would be 18-11. You know, that's going to look good for the uh, selection committee, maybe get some scheme in the Big Big Ten tournament as well. But these are very crucial games uh, for them. You're right. They haven't been consistent like you thought they would be. Even Hunter Dickinson, his play hasn't maybe been as strong as I thought it would be. He didn't even make the uh, – the t- uh, top 20 list for the Wooden Award when that came out the other week, which su- surprised me a little bit. I actually had voted for him, but he didn't make it. But you're right. These are going to be very important games for the, Wol- for the Wolverines down the stretch. Now, the game of the week obviously has to be Alabama and Tennessee. As we say, no, it's not football season. So Alabama and Tennessee, we're talking about a... A, an Alabama team that shoots the lights out from, from beyond the arc and a Tennessee team that defends the three as good as anybody in the country. This is going to be a fun throwdown on Wednesday night. Who do you got? This game, of course, is uh, at Tennessee. What are your thoughts on this big heavyweight showdown? 
Well, it's going to be a really big game for both teams. Obviously, Alabama wants to stay number one. They've never been ranked number one during this part of the season ever before. But Tennessee's been kind of snake bitten. If you look at the highlights, got beat by some late buzzer beaters uh, against Vanderbilt. And then over the weekend against Missouri, lost a tough one earlier in the month to uh, Florida on the road. So they've actually lost three of their last four, still ranked. Uh, and very high at number 10. But you recall just a few weeks ago they were ranked number two. So a big opportunity for them to make a splash, especially uh, against a very, very talented Alabama team. And the Tennessee Volunteers, they're at uh, Lexington. They get Kentucky on Saturday. The wheels are starting to fall off for Kentucky. Do you think Kentucky are actually going to miss the NCAA tournament at this point, Chris? Yeah, it's funny when you look at some of those, you know, the blue blood teams that you're used to seeing in that top 25, the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, and those teams aren't there. Kentucky still has a lot of individual talent. You have the returning uh, Wooden Award winner. Uh, but, again, the knock on them has been – uh, really throughout the year, even a little bit last year, was consistency in the guard play, and that's that's really hurt them. They haven't gotten great play, uh, despite having some talented players and Wheeler and Wallace in the backcourt. Now, another great game this week, speaking of the Big East, Xavier and Marquette. Marquette are ranked 11th in the country right now. They're a good team. Xavier, really good. Xavier are better at home, though you got to like Marquette on their home floor here, but Marquette are a fun basketball team to watch play. What are your thoughts on the Musketeers and the, and the Marquette game? Yeah, it should be a great game. As I mentioned, the Big East, maybe not getting the national club it deserves, but has four teams in the top uh, 20, including Marquette, ranked number 11. Shaka Smart, I think, did a terrific job there. Didn't work out the way people maybe had hoped at Texas, but you recall the success he had at Virginia Commonwealth uh, there. Uh, was, has a lot of Wisconsin roots. I know a lot of people in, in, in that state were really pulling for him to get that program turned back around. Uh, but you're right, Xavier, very tough, especially at home. What do you think of what's going on on the West Coast? We've got to show some love to St. Mary's and San Diego State. Um, let's talk about the Mountain West. Mountain West is actually another conference. Doesn't get a lot of you know national national attention but it's been a hell of a conference uh, this year and i tell you what san diego state are not going to be an easy out for anybody definitely and i think brian dutcher does an outstanding job he's at some minnesota ties so i've known him for a long long time but you're right the conference is a lot better than maybe people think and i get unfortunately you know west coast you know I mean, a lot of people in the east coast don't really get a chance to see the conference play on a significant basis but you have five teams that already have 19 wins you look at new mexico with Coach uh, Patino's got a very good job there in his second year. You look at Utah State, Boise, Nevada. So you got some very good teams. But uh, San Diego State, as you mentioned, the Aztecs played extremely well. I think they won their last four games, had a big win over the weekend. So I think there's one of those teams that has a lot of experience. Matt Bradley, the former Cal transfer, done it, doing a good job there. Uh, they could be a very dangerous team when it comes to the NCAA tournament because they play really good defense and have good guard play. And I think that's so crucial when you get to the postseason. A team that has surprised me that I didn't think they were going to be as good as they have been this year are the Nevada Wolfpack. They've given the Lobos all they can handle uh, this year, as we've seen. Will Baker come ball? This Wolfpack team is, is good, 20-6 and six right now. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I can, I can put my hand up and admit that. Yeah, you're right. And this is a team, you know, when you look at what Co Coach Musselman did there and now Coach Alford, you know, they've kind of been under the radar a little bit nationally. Uh, but you're right. They're doing a very good job with 20 wins this year. And obviously, I think have a chance to be, you know, maybe a top six, seven seed. 
You know what, though? Alford, this is his zone, isn't it? Right? I know he's, you know, he's the Big Ten legend and all that, but he's had a lot of success in this conference um, in the past. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems to me it's a comfortable spot for him. Everybody's got their, their comfort zone. It seems like the Mountain West is a great comfort zone for Alford. Yeah, he has a unique coaching career because if you look, you know, he had some great success, obviously, at South Missouri State, now Missouri State. You know, did some things at Iowa, never could quite get over the hump. And then, of course, was at UCLA when they had some success, but couldn't keep it going. And you mentioned New Mexico, where he really kind of rebuilt his coaching career and now having another chance to get going with Nevada. So he's had some great success, but maybe hasn't maybe gotten that one big season uh, to really appease all the fans. We were just in Arizona for the uh, for the Super Bowl. What do you think of the Arizona Wildcats this season, and how good are they actually? Are they are they twenty two and four? I like their size a lot, but is there a weakness that concerns you that'll that'll hurt them in the NCAA tournament? Well, you're right. The, the key is their size. They have two of the best big men in the country. But, again, the question is guard play. With so many of these teams, you have a lot of talented big men. I think maybe more talented big men, big men than we've seen in a long, long time in college basketball. But guard play just has been inconsistent for a lot of these teams. Uh, you mentioned Arizona. Obviously, you look at UCLA ranked in the top top four. Uh, so you got some talented teams out west, not only in the Mountain West Conference, which we talked about just a little bit ago, but in the pack. Pac-12, there's a lot of talent teams in that conference, but I think Arizona and UCLA both have a chance to be, you know, Final Four, at least Elite Eight caliber squads. Chris Monter, College Basketball News. Chris, great stuff as always, my man. Uh, we'll definitely be speaking more now that uh, the football season is over. Conference tournaments around the corner. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, covering college basketball now, especially considering how wide open it is. Like you said, man, all the, the, the blue buds aren't there. Although there is one blue blood that's still there, and that's the Kansas Jayhawks. Right? Like it's amazing, isn't it? They they have not let the, the modern college basketball world affect them in the same way but they also still have bill self it's not easy to replace these legendary coaches as these programs are finding out yeah definitely he's definitely one of the best coaches i've known him for a long time back to his days when he was actually at oral roberts but he's got an outstanding job of that program and you're right they're definitely capable of being back in that final four again yeah, if I had to pull the trigger on one team right now, that would be the team uh, that I would take. Chris, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking down the road. There's uh, Chris Monter uh, with us. Uh, enjoy the conversation. Time to uh, to start dialing it up with our NCAA plays. I think, you know, I'm talking about, we're already betting it every night, but I'm talking about starting to throw throw some futures on the board. There's a lot of value because this thing really is wide open. We'll hit that and more on the other side. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Takes a third game in the preseason. Like it's boop. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Let's roll. Thanks to Chris Monter for kicking with us. CollegeBasketballNews.com. I am Gable Morancy. Taking a look at the NCAA futures uh, right now. The Houston Cougars are favorites at plus 650. I like this Houston team. Houston have been knocking on the door for a couple of years. Houston are almost like the new Virginia, right? They've been knocking on the door. The question to me is similar to Virginia. The problem with Houston is they go through these scoring droughts. And it's one, you know, they just don't score enough at times. And it's very difficult. I get the old, you know, defense wins championships thing. But it's hard to win playing defense six consecutive games in a row. At some point, the other team is going to start hitting threes. And like the modern basketball, it's it's just, you know, you've got to be able to score. I also wonder about Houston and whether they get a little bit, whether, you know, their record makes them look better than they are at times. And I like this Houston team. And for the record, before the year started, I was on the Houston bandwagon. I'm on the same two teams every year, Houston and Kansas. I am a Michigan fan, but I didn't feel as if though this was a championship team. Houston had been building up to this, right? You know, Houston had been building up to this. You know, that's that's what I like about this team. They're not... They're not a team that's, like, coming out of nowhere, right? Like, you know what I mean? They're not, like, a flash-type team. They're, they're, they've been a consistent team. They've been knocking on the door. They're the only team in the country with the top 10 offense, a top 10 defense, and adjusted efficiency, according to Ken uh, Palm's um, metrics. And I listen. I like Ken Palm and Ken Palm this, Ken Palm that. But, you know, if if... People think everything's decided by Ken Palm. <laughs> Ken Palm, like, no, the computer, it's not, you know, the, the metrics don't decide things. Players do, kids do. But they've got a guy that's been there before in Sasser. There's a lot to like about Houston. I think if you're, you know, we're talking about contenders right now, Houston have to be at the top of the list. I understand why they're favorites. Everybody else has more question marks than they do. Right, and they have that experience, as we talked about. Right, they've got experience, and they've got young. They've got young talent. Right, they're Houston are a good, you know, mix. Houston are listen. Houston are going to make the final four. 
And, you know, they, 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 we can get to the numbers here in a second as far as to make the Final Four, but I just want to sort of lock in and look, all right, who can legitimately win this thing? Houston, yes, they're on the table. And you're getting plus 650, plus 700 with them, so it's not as if though that's a bad bet. The Purdue Boilermakers, with all due respect, and don't tell Jerry Palm I've said this, Matthias. We got to, you know, we love him, <laughs> but I do not believe Purdue are going to win a national championship. I do not believe they're going to win a national championship. A team from the Big Ten hasn't won in like 23 years, and Purdue are two. They're a one man. They're not fully a one man team, but. They're just so built around their big man. You have to wonder if you know if the rest of the supporting cast is enough. And I also wonder, just quite frankly, and you know, it pains me to say this as a Michigan fan, but the Big Ten isn't the best conference. It's very good. They beat the crap out of each other, but teams in the Big Ten also have these scoring droughts that some of these other teams do not. I'm not saying Purdue can't win. I'm saying my money is, you know, my money will not be on them to win. At least from a future standpoint right now. Arizona, I'm intrigued by. I like this Arizona team. I get the feeling that that this guy is going to win at Arizona, like before a few wins at Gonzaga. He's a longtime Gonzaga assistant. When you watch Arizona play, you're like, wow, they look like an NBA team. Like they're, you know, they're built like the Raptors or something. Like everybody's like massive and tall and athletic and right. Everyone's this and that on that team. But as Chris just mentioned, the guard play has got to be a concern. They're good. Are they really, you know what I mean? Are they good enough to beat everybody in the country good? I don't think so. If they couldn't do it with Ben Matherin, they're not going to do it and Coloco. They ain't doing it now. So no, Arizona, scratch. Doesn't mean it can't go far. I'm talking about putting my money down on a team to win a national championship right now. Houston, yeah, Houston's on the table. Houston, I can, you know, we'll get back to Houston. Purdue don't make the cut to me. Arizona are really good. They, you know, they 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 don't make the cut. So Purdue are plus eight fifty. Uh, Purdue are plus eight fifty. Alabama. Alabama are plus 850. Alabama are the number one ranked team in the country right now. Yet being the number one ranked team in the country in college basketball is like um, is like being the, uh, the mob uh, don in New York City. It doesn't end well for you. Alabama have to be considered as a true national championship contender in my opinion. Out of the teams that we're talking about so far, we talked about with Chris, and we're going over the odds here right now. They have a great coach. They have star players on their team. They can beat you in a low-scoring game. They can beat you in a high-scoring game. See, that's my thing with Houston. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean with teams like that? Like, okay. Yeah, they want to beat you, you know, 65 to 52 or something, but what if it turns into an 81-81 game? And, like, can they can they match you? Alabama can. All right, Al- Alabama can. 
Alabama can play defense. They can hit threes. Alabama have, like, dudes that are 6'9 that hit threes and stuff. Alabama, and as I stated, Nate Oates is an egomaniac, but he's a great coach. So, so far for me, looking here, Houston, yes, plus 650. Alabama, yes, plus 850. Now, you get to Kansas. Kansas at 13-1. to Kansas at 13-1 to is a pretty damn good number. For a team with the pedigree, with a coach with a pedigree, the only thing is it's really hard to win back-to-back, and this Kansas team isn't as talented as last year's team was. And I'm a Kansas mark. Yeah, I mean, I'm always, every tournament, I'm always on Kansas. And every couple of years, we actually make money off it. And a lot of times, we're like, God, I got to stop taking Kansas all the time. I said earlier to Chris, if I take one team, I'd take Kansas. At 13 to 1, you can't pass them up. You can't tell me the Houston Cougars have a better chance of winning the championship than the Kansas Jayhawks do. They both have a good chance of winning. One of them is plus 650, the other one is 13 to 1. We can't bet on everybody. But to me, legitimate contenders, Houston, Alabama, Kansas, UCLA, UCLA have to be considered a contender. But for me, my gut tells me that UCLA are like Final Four material. They're Elite Eight, you know what I mean? Maybe they make it to the final. I don't know. I don't think, I don't get the feeling that they can run the table and win six games in a row. Baylor are starting to heat up. Dangerous team at 14-1. to one, But we can't bet on everybody. We talked about Arizona at 15. I'm not taking Indiana. I like the Virginia team at 25-1, to one, but they're not good enough to win six games in a row. Creighton, no. Texas, no. Tennessee, no. UConn, no. TCU, no. Gonzaga, no. Marquette's not winning the national championship. St. Mary's ain't winning. Iowa State ain't winning. So, in other words, we've already done our business here. Let's get back to uh, the teams that matter. Houston, Alabama, Kansas. And I'll tell you right now, the history of college basketball and the formula to win, the recipe... I don't think Houston's strength of schedule will add up in, in the old, you know, and it's going to be enough. Dear God, can you imagine, as I stated earlier, if Alabama actually win a, a basketball championship? Those are the three teams that I like, that I would look at and say, okay, you know what? If you bet on all three, you're not going to lose money. Houston plus 650, Bama plus 850, Kansas 13 to 1. And ideally, they all end up, you know, in a favorable situation where, you know, they don't play each other and stuff in the tournament. To make the final four, the Houston Cougars are plus 130. They're plus 650 to win it all, they're plus 130 to make the final four. I'd like that. I think the Houston Cougars are plus money. I think the Cougars could win four games. Houston will get through their first two easily. The third one will be a challenge. And then that fourth one to get to the final four will be a kind of a toss-up. No matter how good you are, it exponentially gets more difficult. It just does. Because you run into a hot team, you know, that you didn't expect to play. And it's just, it's not easy to get to the final four. But I think Houston at plus 130 can get to the final four.
Purdue was plus 170 to get to the Final Four. Not enough value for me. I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue got bounced. Alabama's plus 170. Kansas are plus 250. Kansas are not getting enough respect. But it's good. It's fine. Because Kansas lose a couple of games right now and stuff, so their odds drop a little bit. Who cares if they lose now? They're defending national champions. And they're not worried about losing now. Bill South knows the big picture. The big picture is in a game in February. But as I stated earlier, I don't think they're as talented as they were before. Baylor is plus 290 to get to the Final Four. UCLA is plus 310. Arizona is plus 310. Indiana is plus 450. Texas is plus 550. Virginia plus 550. I guess, you know, we should be making an argument for Tennessee. Thing is, we all we see this all the time with Tennessee. They're good in the regular season, but they, they're not a legitimate tournament threat. They always fade. Now, Rick Saratella is going to join us at level three. We're going to get into the NFL draft. I'll talk about the Super Bowl a bit with him. And um, I wanted to get into the World Baseball Classic tonight, though. Well, we moved the number 20 cents. Nobody's talking about a World Baseball Classic now, right? Like, not with our enthusiasm. I've been tweeting about it all day. Uh, we put the odds up on our TV show earlier tonight. And I, I saw we were, the, the FanDuel posted pool play, uh, pool play odds. So to win the, you know, win your group type thing, World Cup yeah, baseball, win your group. They're calling it the pool, but whatever, same thing. So the USA were minus 220. And I nearly fell off my chair. I was like, dear God, this is like, the, 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 you know, I, I actually said I'll put $5,000 on this right now. Unfortunately, I'm uh, geo-blocked from getting in on this wager as we speak, and I'm looking, and I'm scouring. I'm going to find it. But anyways, it's moved to 240. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. 
We're running the bases uh, tonight. Uh, we've stepped onto the hardwood. We've talked to the Super Bowl. We're going to get to the NFL draft. We've got a lot of stuff to get to here, here still this evening, including the World Baseball Classic. We talked about it briefly on Game Time Decisions uh, tonight. And it is now just three weeks away. It actually starts. So it's Tuesday in the overnight hours right now on the East Coast. We're still on Monday on the West Coast here. But for those of you on the East, it starts in um, it's three weeks. It's a two-week tournament. It goes from the, um, what is it, the, uh, the 7th till the 21st. So it's two weeks, which is pretty cool. It's not, you know what I mean, it's, it's long enough that there's going to be a flow to this. There are going to be games on all the time. And what's cool is there's going to be games on in Asia. There's going to be games on here. There's going to be games on everywhere. Now, we t- listen, there's no way in hell that, like, group numbers started to move like the day after the Super Bowl without us putting it on national television and beginning to talk about it and saying, I don't like I don't like the term a lock. Every, every lock has a key. It's like every rose has a thorn. Every lock has a key. But... You know, when I saw this, I was like, yeah, like I said, this is the type of bet where, you know, you put $20,000 on it and you just kick back. It is to win Pool C in the World Baseball Classic. The team, and I tell you what, Matthias, this is a great soccer group. If I told you this was a group in soccer, like a, a tournament, this is great. England, Canada, Colombia, Mexico, and USA. That's a hell of a soccer tournament right there. But it's a baseball group. And last I checked, only like two of these countries are good at baseball. USA and Mexico. And Mexico are not as good as the U.S. The U.S. is an all-star team. Minus 240 is still a lock. Put $240,000 on it now. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. (laughs) 